Greetings, it is Hellcast and I am Reaper. And by popular demand and handpicked himself by the man, the myth, Jeff Waters, Kevin is back. <laughs> the influence was so heavy the last time that we covered uh, Annihilator. I think it was suspect enough that uh, we had influence to uh, current news with Annihilator. Right. And that's one of the things that's great to mention, too, because someone's mentioned it to me, like, hey, Reaper, you know, you're living 20 years ago, man, when you're ripping on, you know, <laughs> shitty bands like Limp Biscuit and Corn and stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, because they were shitty once, and they're going to be right. shitty forever, in my mind. But then Warner Brothers emailed me and was like, hey, Disturbed's coming out with a new album. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow, they heard the latest episode and heard me ripping on it. And I was like, do you want to promote it? And I was like, I kind of already did. <laughs> but it's like, well, there you go, motherfucker. Yeah. I am current. See, yeah, even right. 20 years old, old, and it's still fucking current. <laughs> uh, it's not good, but yeah. it's fucking current. So they're back. Well, that's the thing. They're back. So then I told them, like, I, it was fucking great because they emailed me and they're like, hey, as you may know, Disturbed is back with a new album <laughs> and we would like to promote it. Tell us if you're a fan and we'll send you a promo pack. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, away, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Send, 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 like exclamation line, you know? And they're like, cool, man. We'll get that out to you right away. And I, ha, 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 right. And then lo and behold, I go to my office two days later, totally forgot about it. See this box on my desk? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Open it up. The whole fucking Disturbed catalog. I got, you know, LPs, yeah. got all CDs. And sure. I'm just like, oh my God, like, great. And then I go in my inbox, like, sorry for the delay. But we got that disturb box out to you. Did you get it? And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And he's like, <laughs> so we want to really push the new album and we want to <laughs> do a CD giveaway. Wow. You could give it away to your fans. And then, of course, we'll throw in some extra copies for you for the hookup. And I'm just like, wow, this, this is a joke going like far. <laughs> but I'm like, man, what do I do? What do I do? And I've, of course, I consulted the expert advice of such people as Kevin. And it then ruled out that it's like, you know what? I'll tell them, you know, that Hellcast is witty. We're not negative. We're witty. You know, we're, we're, we're just, you know, telling it how it is. Yeah. No reply. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we'll be doing the Disturbed giveaway. Aww. And unfortunately, we're even still fucking plugging Disturbed. So we need to shut the fuck up about Disturbed <laughs> yeah. and get more underground. And how much more underground could you possibly get than to mention some of the most current releases? Because someone else would fucking bring him up as if it was an, a current underground thing. And that is obviously the new Motorhead album. You sure. got it and you love it, don't you? Yeah, good stuff. You never uh, go wrong with I think you do. <laughs> yeah, well. I, was, I mean, I'm not the hugest of fans. I don't hate right. them. But honestly, if there's anything that I like... More than anything else, uh, <laughs> it's kind of the newer releases. But then again, maybe I'm speaking what was new 20 years ago as currently, right. because I would I'm kind of like thinking you know Snakebite Love and Ooh, albums yeah, that people might uh... be like this sucks ass. And then again, every time I say that, I go home and I listen to it. And I'm kind of like this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, I think they're fairly consistent. I mean, going at it for as long as they have, you know, and I'm sure there's bigger. Fans of myself out there, but um, there are there uh, are, <laughs> and uh, you know I'm sure they, they everyone has their favorite albums. Everyone says maybe every album's not as good, or there's they're good not. and bad, and they're yeah. So it's but it's cool to see. I, I like them because they're, they're consistent. 
you know what to expect. Yeah. They're not going to go technical on you. They're not going to pull out some fucking yo boy shit and uh, all well, kinds of crazy stuff. Like they might that, bust you know? out a Christmas tune every once in a while, but <laughs> hey, not everyone's perfect, right? Well, that's right. Hey, if it's good enough for Chris Barnes, it's good enough for Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has that tattooed on his arm. Oh, okay, excellent. <laughs> I think they're good friends. <laughs> right, right on. And then you, I mean, you've been currently you're getting all this shit, right? You're yeah, all, new pentagram. Getting... That's real good. I was real impressed with it. Yeah. Um, but the album previous, Last Rites, I was disappointed overall with it. Um, just didn't really know what to expect with a newer sound. Because I think the album before that one had been several years. So it was kind of hard to gauge what they were going to sound like. Yeah. Because they had just signed a metal blade, I believe, that Last Rites was on. And then uh, it's been a handful of years since that one to the new one. I believe it's called Curious Volume. I don't know. I, I'm not 100 percent sure of the title. I, I just I listened to it the other day and it sounded good. That's yeah, one of the things that gets like, especially the Pentagram, in particular, actually, uh, older bands that are still like putting out new stuff, but right. then like their old stuff's also being reissued at the same time. Yep. Yep. And especially in the case of a Pentagram, where they have like you know I don't know B sides and stuff yeah. of that like that's more rare and unreleased, yep. and they start putting out these collections because there's like what days two. And, yeah, last or, days here and last, last days here too. Yeah, from exactly. Relapse. Yeah, and that that's confusing enough. And yeah. uh, it's like, well, you know, what is this? Is, or is it a new album? And then they put on a new album. So, like in my mind, I'm just kind of like, what, last days here. Well, that was an album. What is that? And then it's, you know, I I get all confused. I was never like a huge Pentagram fan. Yeah, yeah. The last days here. That there's the old uh, basement tape type recordings and uh, just songs that never made it to albums. Or if they did, they were just few and far between. So uh, when we yeah, had relapse was. Um, pushing that stuff um and, and then the band was doing new albums about the same time you know i believe that was where early 2000s when those were coming out um that was a good that was, that was like candy kid in a candy store type yeah. of situation you know because you get a brand new album but then you get a collection album of unreleased shit that you never had it's a win-win you know as far as a pentagram fan goes yeah well i acquired something that i was very excited about yeah and that was the horde of torment <laughs> it was finally after years of having the demo tape, an old just you know thrash, I guess. Okay. I, if if you really want to go any deeper into it, I suppose maybe you could say there's some crossover influence or whatever. <laughs> right. His vocals are very uh, in the realm of what would be kind of like punky. Uh, you know, it's not right. a very like deep voice, more yeah. of that style. And uh, anyway, I, I was excited because I, I've been a long time fan and uh, forgot what the label put it out, but fuck them, I'm gonna, even if I did remember, I wouldn't give them a plug. But uh, they put it out on CD. Okay. Great, official, nice packaging. Really went deep into it. And I'm happy with it overall. All right. You know, but I gotta say, like, more and more, especially when you get these complete collections, you start you're like eighty seven, you know, eighty seven demo, great, you know, and so right. on and so forth. Then once you get to the, I don't know, I think it was demo ninety one. Like, God Ooh. damn, does this suck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's that bad, but for me, it was just like more yeah. like the, I guess high school thrash, where it's just like yeah. just lame, you know, and like uh, you could tell that uh, the thrash metal market. Was was is starting to fade, and yeah. it was, I guess, becoming grunge or death metal at the time. You know, sure. however, the evolution of music was, <laughs> or as far as the popular market was concerned with it. But so it's slightly disappointing, though. When you like, I look outside the box. Like, you know, I'm still excited that you finally have the official nice disc and not sure. this shitty sure. CDR. And then there's also that excitement of like, 
wow, it's complete. It's got all this shit on it. Like, oh, fuck, there's going to be stuff I've never heard. That that later demo, I've never heard it. And it's like, fuck, yeah, put it on the player, skip to that later demo, and just fucking <laughs> shit sucks, <to> bed. <laughs> you know? It's like, ah, oh, damn it. All right, well, at least I got everything else. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I got that was currently exciting, and I, oh, I, wow. I think... I uh, picked up the uh, reissue of Intruder's Higher Form of Killing album. Yes, also you from did. 80, you found it. Yep. What happened, Metal Blade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the last uh, icons, I guess, say, of uh, thrash metal in the late 80s. I believe they're from uh, Nashville. Or they call oh, really? It, they call it Thrashville, oh, Tennessee. Oh, God, that's already lame. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's good stuff. I mean, I like they did three releases for Metal Blade, and I think before... They were called Intruder. They were called Transgressor, and I believe there's a demo collection, Live to Die or something like that out there, and it, it's good stuff. I mean, if, you like, if you're a fan of thrash metal, if you like old Annihilator or early Anthrax or uh, early uh, Nuclear Assault, um, I'm sure Tankard, and uh, I think you dig into uh, Intruder. You know, it's like I've um, never heard of any of these bands. Oh, really? Well, that's what Metal Archives is for. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. It is bigger. It is better. And it is here this week, and it's not too late to get your tickets to Hell's Head Bash Part 2. Yeah. You can either get your tickets at a, online at the Hell's Head Bangers website, and you can pick them up at Will Call, or you can just show the fuck up and buy a ticket there. I'll be there. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Just one show a year, right? Well, and kind of... Yeah. Out of mandatory, <laughs> mandatory appearance. Okay, got to keep up with the fans, man. I got to make the the rounds, you know. Sure, I, get, I get it. Get do it. the meet and greets. Going to be doing interviews or just hanging out or what? what you going to be doing, Reaper? <sighs> Selling stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really? have to help. I have shirts? to help out with the merch. Yes, yeah, shirts, shoelaces. You got. You know oh, it. You, you, I will be there. Okay. <laughs> like I said before, I will be accepting free beers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so buy a bunch of stuff, and you'll be there. Yes, I'll be there. Even more exciting, right? We'll be performing uh, Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Graveworm will be performing. So this is a golden opportunity for me to conduct the interview, man, because it's the pre-show interview. So I got to ask, sure. what can we expect out of the set, dude? Uh, <laughs> you can expect creepiness and Ooh. aggression and... <laughs> Old goat metal, like we always been playing for the past twenty five years. How do you feel about the show? I'm looking forward to a lot of seeing a lot of bands. All right, you're doing good answering these typical questions that everyone asks. That sure. they're just like, yeah. who the fuck cares? You know, yeah. like yeah, what color is your underwear? It's yeah, like, exactly. What what color well, is it? What <laughs> level is it? <laughs> now that we're on the subject, <laughs> let's find out. Hmm. Yeah. Are you indeed stoked? Yeah, it's a pretty big undertaking. Um, I'm. I am happy to be part of it on many different levels, you know, as far as performer, being part of behind the scenes, getting uh, all the prep work done for it, and it should be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if uh, Cleveland's has ever had a metal show this big since probably, what, Ohio, Ohio Death, Death Fest? Fest? Maybe, if that was... That, what, 2002, I think? Uh, I don't know. The, the last one, it, it probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was something that was going on through the 90s, but I don't even know how big that really was. Uh, I don't know. I just remember the, some flyers for that, and, uh, you know, and of course, it's been so long ago, but um, it, it's good to see real underground fucking shit going on in Cleveland again. Um, it's been kind of hit and miss, I think, the last few years. I mean, you get some boring bands coming through, playing on like a Tuesday night at midnight, yeah. like... Can you really make a show at midnight on a Tuesday? Like, ah. Yeah. Will you uh, take the opportunity to record the set live? Have you ever put out a live Graveworm? 
not a, a full live one. Um, there's been live tracks as bonus on a few releases over the years, but never a, just a singular live release. I mean, most people obviously assume, too, when bands don't want to put out a live recording yeah. or, or sometimes even rehearsals when the re- reissues are involved, at least. You know, obviously the band's most critical and stuff. I don't know if I personally am that for a Crucify Mortals per se and yeah well obviously we'd have to be playing some shows to be doing that currently but i I almost feel it's like do i really want to flood the discography with that are you really that big fan of live recordings it depends a few bands i mean of course you got live after death i mean that's an iconic album from the big uh rock uh, and roll uh heroes there have to Um, look into it wasn't there it's it's called iron maiden i've heard about them previously on the show many times right okay but yeah (laughs) to the point of editing it out you know i mean they're pretty good if they stick to it they could have a career out of it okay they're one to watch and that's ron maiden yeah 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 iron yeah oh iron yeah iron maiden kind of a a handicapped person speaking yeah pretty much yeah Okay. Um, I don't really see a lot of underground bands doing just live show. Yeah, there's some bands here and there that do that. I just figured just I like a few tracks. Like Grave Worm had gone through a long time without even playing any shows or even having any kind of live recordings. So I just added a few as bonus tracks on a couple of the releases. Yeah. And it was just enough. And, you know, whether it was like a good show or just like some of the recording wasn't as quite as good and. Plus stuff that gets on video and just gets put up on YouTube and all that. Uh, if, if someone wants to see live stuff, it's available for free with all the stuff that's getting uploaded these days, whether it is video and or audio. Live releases, I think, um, just aren't that important. Especially on an underground level. Like, I, I even big bands, I'm not just like, well, the big bands for me, you, you run, like, if it's something as big as, you know, say Motorhead or something, yeah. you're going to put on Ace of Spades or something or Overkill. You're going to find that you're like, well, fuck, I, I just want to hear the studio version because it's just, it's different. It's embedded in your mind that much. So right. it's almost like, ah, fuck, I'm getting gypped, you know? And then on an underground sense, it's almost like well why would we document this occasion because even if it's an awesome show it's still just kind of like yeah Woo! you know you're just like wow what a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what a yeah, crowd yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're insane yeah, tonight yeah. and then and then but then you hear the the, the vocals like you guys are fucking crazy yeah you know it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like they, sometimes they don't have a good mix in the crowd and uh well that especially yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so i mean it's like okay it's a live performance you're really supposed to get into it but it's almost like you hear crickets in the fucking background you know it's like what the hell's going on you know it's like uh as long as i think if bands can either maybe they when they do medleys or switch some stuff up to where it's not just a carbon copy of the studio release um it's pretty cool or you know there's some you know um spoken words between the songs yeah whether it's uh amongst band members or it's out to the crowd or just something a little to make it special then you know having a live release can be cool and then especially for the fans that's been at that particular show whether it's a bootleg live or an official live release you know there's a little more nostalgia there you're just like hey man this is cool i was at that particular show where these guys recorded this and it's out and just, you know, it's a little more familiarity going on with it. So I don't think live releases are totally unimportant, but it seems like they're just becoming less important. What do you think about rehearsal releases? Again, if it's something that maybe the arrangement and the song's different or different lyrics, like uh, we heard um, War Pigs 
the other day oh, from the <laughs> from oh, from the, the Peel Sessions uh, release, and uh, that's death. Did War Pigs right? Yeah, no, I thought <laughs> it was Reich. Sacred Reich. Yeah, okay, I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but just like different lyrics, you know, something you wouldn't expect, or just usually steer clear from a lot of that, just because usually the recording quality makes it hard to enjoy oh, something God, there, especially live. Oh, yeah, like a, just a straight-up live rehearsal and just like, here you go, throw some songs together. It's like, it, it really just depends on the band. Some bands can really pull it off yeah. and, some, and have just some kind of good recording. And and I actually kind of really do like rehearsals and stuff. I, I get a little okay. weary on live. Because yeah. even when it is a big band, even down to underground stuff, unless it is like you were saying, you know, they, they say something in between songs that are, it's yeah. pretty cool. Have you noticed that it seems, you know, the rehearsal, the live, the rare is more sought after now? Like if there's like, there's a lot more like official stuff coming out, like the Horde of Torment, that it's like a demo collection. Yeah. Because it's like... I mean, if you think about it, it has to be more attractive because that shit has been out for what twenty some year, nearly thirty years, yeah. without ever coming out on CD. At least, not to my knowledge, officially. And maybe Horror Torment might be the bad example, but I'm pretty sure they didn't. I mean, I guess it maybe goes hand in hand with the reissue thing and how people yeah. are really seeking old band stuff. I mean, I think um, a lot of the fans want to hear stuff from the past, especially if younger fans. They want to hear stuff from before they were even born. They get a real, I think a lot of them do get a, a kick out of like, like, wow, this shit was recorded in 85. I wasn't even born till 90, all that type of, you know, they have <laughs> that kind of thing. I mean, I kind of can connect with that too. You know, that's why I, I do like, you know, hearing some rare Black Sabbath and stuff from that era and uh, even stuff in the 80s that I missed that I was around for, but uh, I just didn't know about it back then, or I knew about it but missed it because didn't have the money for it or something, whatever the case may be, there's always stuff to discover. It's cool that uh, a lot of people are into it, and especially with people doing labels that are doing these demo collections and are, are rare uh, releases, that uh, unreleased material, things of that nature. It's, I, I like it a lot, you know, because a lot of times... Um, a lot of the new albums or with all the Pro Tools and everything that's going, big, yeah. making bands so crisp and clear sounding, sometimes that doesn't feel right. You know, it just doesn't yeah. hit right. It doesn't hit your ears right, you know. Maybe just because of the time you grew up or something, you, you want to hear an analog sound that's really analog. You want to go back to the 80s or early 90s. You want to have that kind of sound. And Yeah, and, and so many people have tried that approach Especially, and I've you know I've mentioned it I, countless times on the sure. show about how you know everyone in like 2005 onward when, when it was the thrash resurgence, like you know even like making it blatant, like hey we recorded this on analog tape, like putting that in the book. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> I'm I'm real proud of you, you know, like <laughs> congratulations for recording on a you know a format that didn't fucking exist when you were born, yeah. and it, but but still it. It made no fucking difference because you couldn't even really tell. You know, it still sounded all right. just fake and, and, and modern and you right, know, overproduced. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just because you record an analog, you know, that's just the initial recording. I'm sure there's all kinds of digital yeah. production and processing that gets done after it in some of these bands. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know there's there's some bands out there, you listen to that shit, and you're like, 
No way in fucking hell does that sound analog. Yeah. It may it may or may not. Maybe it's all bullshit. I don't know. But to your ears, it just don't fucking sound yeah, like well, it. Well, you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of older stuff and coming out, I, I'm pretty sure this is, but it, it's fucking a band that's been around and I never heard it before. And it was, it was thrown upon my desk and said, you got to hear it. It's fucking great. Is Nebiros. Are you, or Neb? Yeah, well, Nebiros. I don't know how else I would fucking say it. You know Nebri- that band? Nebrios? Ne- well, the I is before oh, the okay, R. There so. All right, Nebrios. Okay. I believe it's from uh, Southeast Asia somewhere. Is I that thought correct? it was Colombian, actually. Hmm, okay. Uh, well, can we... Uh, we'll check it out. We're yeah, going to... It's, 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 it's right. a vinyl. So we're going we're gonna to get to the vinyl crypt wow, right. here on Hellcast. Here's Nebiros with Pecto Con Lucifer. All right. My Spanish is rough, so I don't know what that means. (laughs) But here it is. Something about Satan. Yeah. 
of a sick mind i figured that was suitable enough since i just got the disc yeah there you go. turn some new listeners on man right. it was out before you're born <laughs> it was recorded on analog dude it's so cool it's so fucking great yeah. it's got the rehearsals but wait until you get to the 90s stuff i'm telling you <laughs> fucking telling you you're warned you'd be warned again for anyone that is not aware and anyone that is aware well you're probably just gonna start <laughs> nodding your head like you're on the something reaper Dude, what happened? Obituary. What happened? What happened? I'm not the hugest Slowly We Rot fan, but it definitely doesn't suck. And I definitely own it, and I definitely enjoy when I listen to it. And I think this is Slowly We Rot that's playing. All right. Yep. You were there. Did they indeed not have lyrics and he was just jarbling gibberish? That's the story. Um, I don't know any of the uh, people involved personally at that time. 
It's unconfirmed as far as my knowledge goes. Because didn't they print the lyrics or whatever in like later reissues of it? I was like, I, I had the original. I, I don't. Oh yeah, the I original. Have, I haven't looked at it. Well, but um, but either way, whether it's made up, just um, it sounds it, like it. It's a great album. It's it it it's definitely wasn't the first Death Metal album, but it was one of the earlier ones to help kind of launch death metal into the mainstream for the masses yeah. on um shit i don't remember what label it's on was this on roadrunner yeah okay all right that would explain why the reissue has the fuzziest fucking cover ever <laughs> all right but I uh, mean, this was good i mean it, this was cool this is pretty fucking edgy back then um i think you only had a couple albums uh, from other bands out before this one but i thought this one brought death metal to the next level yeah, and uh, and really opened up the Florida scene. I think with with uh, Obituary and yet Deicide, um, Morbid Angel, of course, is before this. Um, but you know, it really just you know people really wanted that sound, and it, it was a good and interesting time how they developed the sound because Celtic Frost influence. Yeah, the, yeah, some of that, some of the old stuff, and then but they're always trying. Some bands are always trying to push the envelope, getting more technical, but still maintaining the brutality. You know that they uh, started with when they started writing those type of songs. You gotta yeah. remember, like a lot of the guys were just so young. It's just it's interesting to see the brutality coming from such naive or innocent yeah. type of uh, networking of the brains of the the people involved with it. You know, and um, so with each release, you know, again, you can say like, uh, weren't the guys in Entombed? Weren't they like seventeen or eighteen years old when they did Left Hand Path? Oh yeah, they were really, really young. I mean, a lot of bands really have that story to tell. You know, that, yeah. uh, how young they were. Fuck, I got that story to tell. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's and that is, I think, why that makes certain stuff like the thrash and death metal bands. Yeah. The extreme or ruffling people's feathers like it was in the 90s because they were young and they had that fuck off atmosphere attitude. Oh, exactly. Can, you, know, can you imagine now? No, I mean now it's like it says, oh, like you know, bands say time and time again, like oh, um, well, on our fifth album we've matured or we've you know yeah. progressed with our songwriting and, and shit like that, and just like that's why a lot of the albums, the first two, one to two albums of bands usually are the best. I mean, uh, as a generalized blanket statement, unless a band really revamps itself, changes a lot a lot of the aspects about them, I think most of the stuff, you know, if you're really, especially if you're really into the old school type stuff, the first album and even like the second album of a lot of bands usually are your favorites or your, the ones that you, your go-to albums because they have the raw energy. They have the, the uncompromising passion right. behind the songwriting and a lot of years behind the songwriting developing which songs yeah. you have. Demoing you know? it, rehearsing it, yeah, playing exactly. it live, yeah. you know, really figuring it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Planning it out, you know, all that stuff. Yep. And progressing they did on Cause of Death. James Murphy was in the band, dude. Yeah, I thought it was a good progression. I like this out. This is probably my favorite album of theirs. It's heavy, it's aggressive, but the lead guitar work, I think, adds a little level of creepiness, atmosphere type of stuff, which wasn't really in a lot of death metal back then. I think it was more just for the brutality of the Cannibal Corpse or the Demolition Hammer, or you know, just had the real punching in your face type sound. But Obituary had the brutality balanced with a little bit of like just atmosphere, I thought, you know, and it started branching into that before the whole black metal explosion of the second wave of black metal. The incomplete came into the picture, and Ooh. quite frankly, 
I thought it was an appropriate title, and I kind of yeah. got excited. Yeah, you thought like, it was the end. Yeah, I was like, oh, good. Because <laughs> goddamn, I'm bored already. Yeah. Like, this is the song in particular, I'm in pain. I am in pain, too, oh. when I hear it. This is just so goddamn boring, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, overall slower than the second album, and uh, definitely slower than the first. When I like, listen to this, I feel like I'm in my in a band, and you know, <laughs> you've been practicing for five plus hours. Yeah. You know, you're starting to just get kind of sick of it. You just want to get out of the room, and you know, <laughs> you've been doing it all day. Yeah. And then, so it's like, well, let's write a song. The end complete is the result of all that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. jammed mm-hmm. out and bored. Yep. Like yeah. this just is bland to me. Yeah. But here you get a little bit of groove going on with the singing. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, and it was, you know, a big deal because this time, I mean, Obituary is probably um, right up there with Morbid Angel and Deicide as far as uh, recognition as far as, uh, of death metal. I don't think Cannibal Force was really that big at, at the time. Yeah, this album was just, they were trying to do some different stuff, I think, and uh, like with the stops and just throwing stuff in and. And they had the uh, old guitarist back in on this one. You know, they got Trevor. Yeah, or no, Trevor. Alan West. Yeah, Alan West. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he must have taken a break for cause of death or a drug deal gone bad. Yeah, yeah. Making messy. Now we know. Like, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. then, you're probably oh, what happened to yeah, Alan what? West? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's back. I'm back. You're like, what? Why? Why not? Yeah. Well, now we know. Yeah. You know, he was had to getting, do a couple years. In the he game. got busted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that widespread of news because yeah. there was no fucking blabbermouth yeah. at the time. Yeah. You ever get that with an album though? You're just like. You're looking forward to the <laughs> the end of it. It's just too much. Yeah, the ending of the end complete. You think it's over, but then it's like he continues. And you think it's over, oh, then fuck. it continues. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't remember the title of it, but that was just very disappointing, you know, but not quite as disappoint- disappointing as the next album, <laughs> where uh, they didn't care, and neither did I. World demise, dude. I did not care. Wow. Yeah, it this was, one the world was, just, was coming to an end yeah. if Obituary was producing a fucking producing, <laughs> producing a fucking record like this. The one thing that is kind of peculiar, though, their logo was rather large and slowly rot. It got yeah. bigger on Incomplete. Wow. Cause of death, it was rather large, but then... Yeah. World's demise and it got smaller. That's Ooh. not very obituary like. No, it's not. They didn't care. This is totally when they were just like, you know, we got to get a little more groovy. Yeah, I love obituary and their groove, their attempt of grooviness because it's the it's the most white groove I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I anytime mean, but, I hear it, I, I yeah. just think of that uh, Eddie Murphy uh, <laughs> comedy. What is it? Delirious. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, you know, making fun of white people and how they dance. Yeah. You know. Like they, they, they try, but they just don't quite yeah. have the rhythm to don't it. That's the rhythm, yeah. That's, that's an obituary rhythm, you know? It's just like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's the most, like, precise. And that's, you know. They're not raising the roof on this one. They were not raising the roof on this one. <laughs> but they were raising the roof on the next one. Back from the dead. Oh, here we go. Well, this, this is threatening skies. It was, <laughs> right, the yeah. clouds were coming in, and yeah. you're like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, when this came out, I remember being like, I was like, man, that cover's fucking awesome, yeah, man. Yeah. But now that I look at it, I was like, man, that just looks like a 90s computer game. <laughs> <laughs> it's still kind of cool, but yeah. like, but it comes out here, it's just like, all right, obituary. Yeah, they're back. The Threatening Skies. This is not the first song on there, I don't think. I thought it was. Yes, yeah, so, okay, yeah, it is. Right. It's been a while since I heard this yeah. out. I, yeah. I don't own it. I, I got uh, rid of oh, it. Oh, well, that's, that's. Do you still own your it? Your mistake. Yes, I do. Really? Yep. Because I was contemplating, I was like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a I pretty mean, good album. Maybe, yeah. like, maybe I should keep it. Yeah, then it got to the end, and then something just wasn't adding up. I, I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. Ah, ah, bullet, 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 
I don't remember. Who? Who? <laughs> Are you like me, where you like when shit like this happens, do you start to like think of yourself in a practice room? Yeah. See, I've been personally in the practice room writing what I felt was a good riff, right. and the other guys in the band either didn't like the riff or felt to do something different with it that I was <laughs> like, well, no, we, we can't, no, we got to do it yeah. this, or, you know, you're arguing it, you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking, who the fuck came down to practice going, you know what we got to do, man? We got to end the album with the rap song. <laughs> See, I got shit when I show up to practice. It's like, I got this pedal, and you load little sound samples on it. Right. Because I'm getting sick of giving a CD to the sound man, and he can't cue it up at the right time. So I'm going to do it myself. And then I got shit for that. Well, what are we going to do? Why well, that's going on? Make scary faces. Like, I don't know. Use your fucking imagination. But then obituary. You know what? Let's do that. And then it's crickets, and like, fuck yeah, John Tardy. That's a good idea. I mean, come on. It, it couldn't have been that way. It couldn't have been that way. I don't know. I don't know. What What was this album? Was this 97, 98? Something. Uh, I don't know what was going on with metal at that time. It was. Uh, just, I don't know what's going on in the song. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. it's Motherfucker, go in obituary. You're going to be in obituary. Maybe they were just influenced. So, didn't Biohazard from New York uh, get like more rappy and shit as they went along too? Um, maybe, but they were doing it. Like, they were. Right, obituary. yeah, they were. Yeah. It, 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 Biohazard's from New York. Like, you, you, you can kind of right, get they were crossed over yeah. to begin with. Yeah. They, they had the, yeah. They, they already had the rap in them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of That's white true. boys from Florida. It, it's yeah. A bunch of rednecks. They don't have shit, you know? Yeah. Because clearly very, uh, they didn't have shit. But, it, it you was, know, I, I almost wonder, is that the big reason why they went into obscurity? Oh, well, it could have been. I mean, what was... tomatoes were thrown. There was a bunch of uh, years between the next... That one and the next one, right? Yeah. Uh, 2000-something, right? Uh... Because what Frozen in Time was the comeback in 2005, and what better way to welcome wow. yourself back after ending your career on a rap note than yeah. to say, "Well, fuck that rap shit." Here's the redneck stomp, motherfucker. Oh shit! <laughs> stomp, stomp, stomp. And dude, it, it, it sounds just like the other shit. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I've never heard this song. I'm gonna try to like predict it. So we're here at the double bass part. <laughs> They're going to go back to the first riff after this. I'm thinking. I'm sensing. Hey! Oh, hey, there you go. Let me see how, how Let me feel my obituary. When do the lyrics I'm thinking a in? double bass is going to come in. I'm thinking lyrics are going to come in. Thinking? Uh, thinking about maybe it. Maybe a break, though. Maybe like a bump. Oh. Yeah. First instinct there, was there. Yeah, there you All go. Right. You had it, Reaper. I'm thinking after this, they're going to do a break. Okay. I'm thinking about it. I did this on a, on a tour bus in Germany. I was, <laughs> I, and, like, uh, Zach, who was in Crucified Mortals, he, he was, like, looking at me. He's like, wow. I've never heard this. Honestly, I've never heard this. Arrangement predictability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Oh. I've never, I'm serious, I've never heard this song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That's what I'm telling you. Oh, it's over. Oh, oh, oh break! Fuck! Yeah, you got the break. Other break. Yeah. Back to the double bass. Oh, oh wow. wait, the, the technical word. Do you feel that groove, man? Yeah. Fuck the police! We're coming down from the. Yeah. <laughs> the redneck stuff's gotta go. 
<laughs> the South will rise again, motherfucker, don't you see? <laughs> We're obituary, yo. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, God, wow, that's yeah. enough redneck stuff for me, man. Yeah, but I remember, uh, I was like, you know, people were like, obituary's back. Have you heard the new obituary? I'm like, oh, the, the, the new obituary, they're back? Yeah. They're back, and it's great. I'm like, yeah. it's great. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. And so I didn't know until, like, recently that... Redneck Stomp was on this album okay. because had I like was like all right well oh new obituary fuck <laughs> yeah let me see flip it over I'm like what the f- Redneck Stomp I would have thought something you know yeah exactly. how the fuck do you go from slowly rerod or trying to be brutal to fucking Redneck Stomp right and everyone's wearing fucking you know Confederate flags and stuff in the band yep you know trucker hats yeah here's another tune slow death I mean it's got to be good right with a name like that all right Mister Tar we're getting up with the times I've. I'm not familiar with this album, if I ever No, me neither. I, I do not own this one. Well, you might after today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The groove, man. The fucking yeah. groove. And th- that's the other thing. Like, what cracks me up. How does the, you know... Oh, there it is. The, m- the whitest groove attempt band... A man is to get a rapper on there. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, yo, man, you gotta yeah, get man, some groove. Let me help, yo. Let me help you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that guitar, Trevor Pierce. Yeah. What the fuck you doing, Mister Toddy? You're Toddy today. Let me, let me get back behind them. My bro, my, my bro's gonna get behind that drum set. Put some beats down in this. Fucking, this gonna be brute, or bro. What was it, bro? Obituary. <laughs> what was that? The rap song. Bulletary. Bulletary. <laughs> it should have been called bro obituary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, fun. That's their new name, Probituary. <laughs> Probituary. Oh, that's so racist. Oh, oh hey. Oh, there's some vocals. The brutality. But it's got lyrics, so fuck you, John. <laughs> Sell out. Here's Face Your God. This has got to be good. It's Executioner's Return, man. The, this the is a good album. Back. Yep. And they're back to the original name. Kind of sounds like shit. It is a muddier sound. Just a weak drum. With a prominent right. bass, yeah. drum, but like low everything else. Yeah. The budget was lower on the recording. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta go back to analog and like <laughs> take it back, dude. We were there so we could be there again. Yeah. Come on, bro, obituary. <laughs> <laughs> John and Don are brothers, so why wouldn't it be called Probituary? They're bros. Come on now. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> uh, you don't like this one? I don't know. It's just, well, it's just bland. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it sucks. That, that, that's kind of like the thing about Obituary. Just, now, where's the groove, man? Uh, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, you like it, but are you like, God damn, I can't wait till I hear that again. Uh, I think uh, I've only heard this album twice. I've owned it for about right. seven or eight years. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not my go-to album for Obituary. But uh, like I said, Frozen Time, I don't even own that one, and I don't think I want to. But, uh, well, this is Oh, the there's the stop. Yeah. See the same formula, dude. Yep. Right there. there oh, there. wow. Is that Alan West? <laughs> um, I don't remember exactly. Um Remember, the leads were pretty good on this album. Oh, then it can't be Alan West. <laughs> wow. What do we got up next on this? Well, your darkest day is upon you. Oh, shit. I don't think I have this one either. And if the logo couldn't be 
any bigger and they're just like well fuck you're gonna drown out the artwork with the logo being that big <laughs> Tardy Brothers were like you know what man we gotta have our big logo motherfucker we're like, well it's not gonna see you're not gonna see this awesome artwork well we need our big fucking logo alright well we're gonna make it transparent how's that fucking killer dude make that logo the whole fucking cover and it's practically the whole fucking cover oh shit yeah <laughs> I mean, I, you know that's obituary. You ain't gonna be like, is that yeah, bro obituary? Yeah, you know, you're gonna be like, yeah. that's obituary. You're not confused. Is that, a demo- back. Yeah. is that a Demolition Hammer album? I don't think so. Yeah, it's. I definitely do not have this album. Well, it's uh. I don't know. It's starting off it's like uh, obituary. Obituary. Yeah, I gotta so. give them. Uh, yeah, you know, consistency. consistency. They I don't know about it. Redneck Stomp. I don't yeah. know about their song yeah. titles or a couple uh, or the rap stuff stuff going on. But uh, World Demise, a little, yeah, little well, shaky on that one. Yes, I do not own that one either. Um, well, actually, I be... probably only own about maybe half their discography. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, maybe they're getting slower again. I don't know. See, obituary could be thrown into the death doom category. Oh, easily. Because they I really mean... know how to bore the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, it's... Oh! There he is. I'm thinking a break. Then it's going to speed up. It's going to do thrash. Then it's going to go double bass. And then back to this bullshit, <laughs> and then it's over. Think about it. <laughs> Let's see if I'm right. Maybe. Come on, Donald. To the break. Come on, Mr. Pierce. Oh! <laughs> the most predictable band ever. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you there's go. There's a groove, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What man can't jump, what man can't dance, and what man can't get groovy. <laughs> yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah, I can't judge it, the whole album just on this one song. I mean, because it, this... I can't. <laughs> hey, there's the double bass! Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it's just boring. I mean, <laughs> Because you know that they're going to do that. I mean, if I could yeah. tell you how the song is going to be arranged with never hearing it, yeah. I could tell you what the rest of the album is going to be like. Sure. Granted, I couldn't tell you that there was going to be a rap song on the end of the, <laughs> the one album, but they, so they do sometimes surprise you. I didn't think they would pull off the Redneck Stomp. Oh, here's the latest album. Oh. Uh, well, that was Darkest Day. Oh, Ancient Blood, man. Yeah. Centuries of lies. Oh. See, they were like, fuck you, Reaper. We were lying on those last albums. Yeah. This is obituary, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Not the fucking decades, man. Centuries. Yeah. It. Oh, this is the album that they had the Kickstarter. Right. Oh, yeah. They had the fans pay for it. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't sound that good. <laughs> I guess that's yeah, why. Man, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, uh, There's low, low budget, yeah. With Kickstarter fun. Yeah. Oh, and it's uh, uh, Terry Butler's first recorded album being in the band because he's just playing live. Oh, before. okay, all right. And oh, what, look, see, there you go. And that's so appropriate that Terry Butler would be an obituary. One of the other death metal bands that Terry Butler was in that also had rap on it. 
because Six Feet Under did it too. Oh yeah. He was in another death. Well, what other? There was another death metal band that did rap. I thought. Hmm. Well, maybe not. Oh, he stumped me on that reaper. Maybe not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up while we rock this. It's not as bad as when I first heard this. No, but still, it's it's. Um, I think this was one of the stronger songs, if I remember right. Yeah. But uh, there's a couple of really weak ones on here, in my opinion. Oh, there's that groove, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess not. I, I mean, it was, it was just in, you know, three to four of the biggest death metal bands. Yeah. Because they didn't accomplish shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh. It oh, sounds like wow. the teenage Don Tardy. Yeah. Or, or not Don, John. Don Tardy, yeah. I think it sounded a little bit like a little Tom Araya type of thing going on yeah, there. Yeah, a little bit. Like, da, da, da. Yeah, it's uh. So what do you think can happen to obituary? Just bad decisions? I don't know if bad Lack of fans? Too much fishing? I don't know what's going on. Too much on fishing? With, a little bit of yeah. grass cutting going yeah, on? Yeah. Definitely not beard shaving. Trucking? Well, definitely some trucking. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were doing in the, you know, in their uh, downtime when they before the frozen yeah. in time came back to rock us before back they, to uh, before they were thawed out. Yeah, before, for metal. <laughs> before they thawed out the awesomeness that was obituary. You know, the good note that they left on. See, that's one of the funniest parts too. And that, and that was really they were one of those bands because what that came out in two thousand five. I said right, the frozen yeah. in time, and that was around the time where everyone was getting back together, the classic bands. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's like, and and that's what I kept saying because I was getting fucking sick of it. I, I I had a friend at the time where you know he lived in L.A. and he was always telling me about like going to see Possessed or going to see Death Angel or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because they were getting, they were obviously getting a lot of those shows, and and he was all excited and, and I'm just like, yay, good for you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, sorry you live in Cleveland. Well. I'm sorry I live in Cleveland for other reasons, <laughs> not because of I'm not getting that show. I could give a fuck less about seeing these. I mean, they didn't leave on a good note, you right. know? Yep. And then it was all over when I heard Sacred Reich was back. It was just like, what? what, what? And you're accepting them with arms wide open? I mean, with the fucking Creed song? I mean, you got to be kidding me. You know? They should have been playing the Creed song when they were fucking coming out on stage. It's like, fuck them, dude. They, they, they left with shitty albums. Yep. And as far as I'm concerned, the last song you heard by Obituary was the fucking rap song. So fuck you, a Frozen in Time motherfucker. Yeah. Keep that motherfucker in the freezer. Don't thaw it out. You know? Ain't no fucking popsicle. I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't suck ass, I guess, but it... Was it fucking predictable? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, as you proved, you know the, the <laughs> formula is there. You know it's and, there. Uh, um, but I, said, I like the riffs, you know, and I do like the over the top vocals, and I do like a lot of doom metal. So I guess that's why obituary <laughs> still, uh, you know, uh, uh, gets occasional spins in from my collection. You know, I won't say it's all gold. Uh, there's definitely some bronze thrown in there, and uh, I think what happened was they just got burnt out because they were sitting in that jam room for too long, we were catching too much heat in Florida. You yeah. know, cutting too much grass that day much and grass. came down to practice. Let's get this shit over. If what do you got, Don? Well, I'm thinking we're gonna do some double bass there, and then when we're done with that, we're gonna do a break. We're gonna go slow, double bass, and we're gonna be over. Sounds great, Don. What do you got, Trevor? 
Groovy as a motherfucker. What do you got, John? Oh, man, it's just like the heyday. Frank, fill it in. Yeah, Frank. Let's hear that bass line. Sounds just like the guitar. Let's kid it, you know? Kickstart. Kickstart my heart with. That's what they did. They did. And they kickstarted it, you know? It came out. And then Relapse put it out. Yeah. They did. What the fuck were they kickstarting then if a label put out? That's my confusion. I don't know where the Kickstarter ended and the relapse uh, support started. So the plot thickens and it doesn't end. So now we'll always be wondering, what happened, obituary? So my label, Reaper Metal Records, has broken its silence with a new release, and that is Necrophilus' unreleased album, The Sewer Sessions, available on cassette now at Hell's Headbangers. That's a recording I also produced. Here's a song off that. This is Street Fight.
the fuck? It's been a while since we did a what happened. And so I figured. What happened? Well, not what happened. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know what the hell I <laughs> I got to say this. I got to give a shout out to the lovely fans of Hellcast. And I mean this. Because last episode, I think it was, one of the episodes of recent, there was a band in which they sent one of their biographies in. Okay. And it was, you know, just one of those lovely biographies I love reading, you know, that's just like telling you about how Frank joined the band. And so it was fucking hilarious when I saw John Jeff Branberry had submitted from ashes to new and so this wasn't the last episode because the last i saw this and i saw like from a- i thought well from thy ashes jan raymaker's band yeah and i was oh no and then I, I took another glance and, and and then people commented on the link and they're like uh it w- was a was a laughable biography of the band sent along with this one because the guy submitted the song from this from thy ashes in my uh, mind yeah and I'm like, well, what's wrong from the ashes? Fuck, they're ripping on Yan, man. And I looked, I was like, oh, from ashes to new, through it all. So Liam wrote on Facebook in reply to John, because John put it on my wall, or on the Hellcast wall. Yep. We just sent you the latest song by from ashes to new called through it all for airplay. And then that's when Liam's like, was this the, was a laughable biography of the band sent along with it? And then John's like, actually, no bio was sent with it laughable (laughs) and then luca chimed in i just listened to it and it sucks ass i would be embarrassed to promote such shitty music and i just put a smiley face in there i didn't want to get in the middle of it because i'm just laughing i was like this is great and then john jeff Bramberry wrote i guess some of your friends have spoken We'll leave it up to you to decide. If you decide not to, just let me know so I don't send any more for you in the future reference. Yeah. So if you're listening, John, I'll play it. I fucking love playing it. But you got to listen to my show beforehand to know what the fuck style I'm going to play it in. And I'm going to play it just in that style. So here, this is From Ashes to New with Through It All. And there's lyrics to the video, too, so we can follow along and sing if we feel the desire. The the groove might be as groovy as obituary. We're going to really want to bust into some. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's good emotion to start oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not a day to pass. Oh! oh. Man, that, that's, the, that's the bro bituary right there. <laughs> Is there going to be a guy that comes in then and starts screaming? This, this, this isn't even metal. Like, well, what? it's just starting out, Kevin. Oh, okay. It's, it's a cross uh, genre. It's crossover. <laughs> oh, it's crossover. Modern crossover. Oh. This sounds like Linkin Park. Is that what Linkin Park sounds like? Right. Well, I think there's the guy that raps, and then the, the guy that like, comes oh, and starts right. yelling then. Wow. Oh. Wow. This is awful. This, yeah, this. Dude, I, I don't even know what this is. I can't, I can't comprehend this. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, John, Jeff, I just, John, this, this. Jingle Heiner, whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. That's, what yeah, the fuck come, you think? It, you, you know what? Wow. Thank you, Liam and Luca. God damn. What the fuck are you doing, John, Jeff, Jingle, Bran, Branberry? How many fucking names you got? Oh, wait. 
We just sent you the newest song, The Demon Rum. Wait. What the fuck does this guy write? We just sent you the newest The Demon Rum song for you for airplay. It's called Shut Up and Drive. Oh, so he's in two different bands. Well, we've we've heard The Demon Rum before. Oh, all right. Yeah, and it was awful. Absolutely (laughs) awful. And they were the ones that had the awesome biography to go with it. I don't want to make fans endure another Demon Rum song, unless you want to hear it. Was that what we just heard, Demon Rum? No, that was from Ashes to New. New. And now I really feel bad for Jan forever even like, Kind of thinking that Mixing that's it up. from thy ashes, yeah. but I mean, you could see why I, at, at glance. I yeah, give me so. give me ten seconds of that demon round. All right, shut up and drive. Oh yeah, this is heavy as shit. Wow, <laughs> this is going Wait, straight to hell. Drive, Kevin. <laughs> For hell past. Shut up and drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. What a lead, man. Oh, he's breaking my heart. Lead. Oh, take me home, man. Fuck. Here's the breakdown. <laughs> wow. Wow, the talent, man. I think it was just the band one was like, you know, the talent of Joe was found. Got his head straight out. Man, the vocal style is just amazing. Oh. Danny Phil broke into the studio. I don't know. <laughs> Unmasked. He just shut up and drove it home. <laughs> oh, wow, that's witty. Riding out of hell. Yeah. And they're going to fuck you up, Kevin. Step aside, grave worm. Where's that the red demon next rum will be at Hell Hell's Head Bash. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's. I guess there's going to be an underground genre for every type of music, but isn't it sad that it's like, you know, we got so many shitty bands in the mainstream playing this crap. Now yeah. there's fucking underground ones too. They got to start somewhere, Reaper. It's true. They do have to start somewhere. And they're going to start on Hellcast. <laughs> wow, they didn't make it far. No. <laughs> wow. John Jingleheimer Schmidt, don't ever send me anything ever again. That was fucking awful, and you deserve the reviews that you got in the public platform. Well, that's not very professional of you, and it's not very fucking professional of you to send a metal show that shitty-ass music. So that's what you get. All right, so who else we got? So Magnus. Great oh. name, by the way. All right. He uh, had sent us Viper Sulfa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we know who they're at, who they are. <laughs> Look at that webpage. Look at That's that web brutal. Page. Look at that fucking webpage. I got uh, the, oh, the official Viper Sulfa page. Uh, Magnus said that I have to read the bio. I'm excited. Viper Sulfa emerged in 2013 as an idea from Trail of Tears singer and frontman Ronnie Thorson. After nearly two decades of albums, worldwide touring, as well as guest appearances for Tristania 
and Blood Red Throne, the times seemed right to head into a different musical territory. Thorson was quickly joined by fellow Trail of Tears members Andre Moe on bass. Ooh. You might remember him from such classics as Dimension F34 and Cutthroat. Oh, yeah, of course. Not the Cutthroat I'm thinking. I'm oh, thinking uh, of okay. the J- yeah. Japanese band. Yeah, that's not- and drummer Bjorn Dugstadt Ranoa from Sphere. Oh. Yeah. Not long after, the three of them found themselves in the creative company of Morpheus of Mayhem, Lymphonic Art, and Dimension F34 fame, who immediately took the role of main composer as well as handling guitar, keyboard, and orchestration duties. I was wondering why that band photo looked really familiar. Oh, yeah. Because that must have been Morpheus and the dude from Spheres, or Sphere. You think it stopped there, folks? It didn't. Because... With the material at hand, it became obvious that the sound needed a diverse, intense, and highly skilled female voice. And after auditioning over two dozen singers from around the globe, it was an extreme sense of excitement that the band is complete with Miriam Sphinx Renbag of Ramzet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> As the final piece of the puzzle, of course, no puzzle would ever be complete without Miriam, with a lineup consisting of established and well-known members from vast musical backgrounds. The result is a merciless musical beast combining the best of the individual members' musical history. Nearly a year has been spent crafting the band's innovative brand of extreme metal. Oh, yeah. Or as the band so fittingly labels it, poison music. Ooh. Material for the debut album is ready, and plans are being mapped out to destroy the stages around the world. Join the Viper Legion now for what promises to be one hell of a ride. God damn, I'm excited, excited, dude. Oh, dude, the musical abilities, the diversity. I've never heard heard quite like this. Trigger drums, modern sonic guitar and keyboards. Wait, I've never heard anything like this before. It doesn't sound anything like a Cradle of Filth album. This is poison music, dude. I, I agree. Like, yeah. I couldn't label it anything else. But I'm really excited now to hear Sphinx when yeah. she gets that her vocals going, man. She's gonna just slay. Yeah. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Because <laughs> uh, and Ram Zet was always like really influential to me as a vocalist. Yeah, you know? yeah. I hear it in a great one too. And Berlin Duck. Where's the woman in the brand picture? (laughs) (laughs) Second from the left. What? Dude, come on, man. Like, why is everyone playing the Venom card and, like, trying to claim a, like, their own, you know, music uh, label, you know, the black metal? Because this just sounds like any other shitty modern black metal. 
Yeah, it's um, maybe a little more diverse than some that I've stumbled across uh, in recent years, but it still has a very formulated, even though it's uh, not a typical formula, but it, for like old school, it's it's a modern formula it's for nothing, writing songs. It's nothing yeah. that the description makes it out to be. No, fuck no. This, this, uh, I want a band, and I just want my description to be, this sucks. You know? <laughs> That's my description of this. Like, they took all that time, wrote all that. Well, they could have just employed Reaper. This sucks. <laughs> Viper Sulfa, you suck. <laughs> I don't see anything innovative. It just sounds like a just you know modern shitty band. That, that, that's that's all I got out of that. Well, how could we possibly go wrong with Dust in Mind? Oh, because uh, let me tell you a little bit of something about Dust in Mind. All right, the new female-fronted metal sensation from France. Okay. Yeah. Their arrival on the industrial metal scene is comparable to the beginning of the triumphal march of a very few selected productions. Headed towards the summit of the metal scene to claim their place beside stars like Pain, yeah. Ministry, oh, okay. or Lacuna Coil. Hmm. <laughs> With their debut album, Never Look Back, the female lead five-piece band from Strasbourg promises not only to fulfill the highest of expectations, but to surpass them. Oh, holy shit. That's a bold claim. You're going to present that expectation from me after we just heard Viper Solfa? And before that, hearing, what did we hear? The Demon Rock? Oh, yeah. And before that? I don't remember. Brobituary. <laughs> well, then, and then brobituary before all that. Well, here's the never look back teaser for dust in mind. Brace yourselves because your expectations are going to be exceeded. Exceeded. Wow. Oh. <laughs> never heard this before. What is this fucking Barbie girl mixed with like a guy trying to do death metal? <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a medley. Boo! She sucks. Yeah, that's not... Uh... Oh. Well, the, the Chugalug uh, riffs behind it don't help it, the matters either. Oh, oh and why wouldn't you put the girl on the cover of your album? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's your... Uh, you're not going to put the drummer wow. on there, are you? You know. Of course. Yeah. But they wouldn't put anyone on the album cover if it was a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I got to tell you, that did not live up to my expectations. No, I... I was, Actually, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it I'd didn't say, surpass yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because my expectations surpass. were pretty fucking low. Pretty low, yeah. And it just got lower. I was almost so I ready, guess it did surpass. Sure. I was almost ready to ask to put the uh, Viper Sulfa back on. Really? Yeah. Just because you were starting uh, yeah. to miss it? Yeah, it, I'm starting to miss it. You it's know? really lingering in my head. I got to say, it was pretty catchy. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty catchy, too. It's, yeah. I mean, it's definitely catchier than the, the groove <laughs> of that of yeah. the Tardy Brothers. I got to say. True, yeah. But the Demon Rum, that was the, that's Ooh, the top. That was a hit. That yeah. was definitely a hit. Yeah. The, dude, the world of metal has so much to look forward to. Because, fans, I have to, some exciting news for you. 
Dust in Mind, the new album, is out September 17th. Oh, shit. So shit. fuck Headbash. Yeah. Why would you even bother going there? And if you are going to go there, save your money. Don't buy any merchandise from any bands because you're going to need it for the new Dust in Mind album. Yeah. Dude, it is an exciting year for metal. Maybe we can get some copies in advance and sell them at Headbash. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. That would be fucking great. Pre orders, yeah, dude. That. Yeah, pre orders. We'll, we'll take pre orders. How about, oh. yeah, that's why I'm going to be. All right, See, the truth's out. Yeah. I, did, I couldn't yeah. mention in the beginning yeah. of the show. You tried to fuck Folks, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be there selling Dust in Mine pre-orders. So if you want to get your Dust in Mine pre-order in, because they're going to sell out. You're, you're, yeah. You want to at least get the first pressing. They're going to sell out, but we're going yeah. to keep pressings going. Yeah. But you don't want to miss out on the colored vinyl. Sure. Yeah. And, and fuck, tape. I want that on tape, man. Yeah. All for, three anyone formats. That, for anyone on a budget, you know, yeah. even there's going to be tapes, downloads. You get it now, man. You go to the Dust in Mind Bandcamp and you can pre order your digital download. But I will be handling the or physical format pre orders at okay. Headbash. Perfect. So see me for Dust in Mind. All right. Well, folks, that's a, too much excitement to leave <laughs> you with. We will be at Headbash and maybe or maybe not, Dust in Mind may be there. If Graveworm will. <laughs> slide forward and let the real people show you a metal yeah, show metal show yeah well folks this is all for now there's just way too much excitement to be had sure. i think after music like that how, what could i possibly leave and sign off with wow we're gonna end the show with morbid macabre and eh, i don't know evil possession or necromancer what do you think evil possession all right yeah yeah we might need some evil possession after that We'll talk to you next time. I'm Reaper. You can email me and chime in with all your new and exciting bands that are coming out with albums, submissions, topic ideas. I'm still looking for people to make that video of themselves asking a question or chiming in. I want the singer of Viper Sulfa. Yeah. To uh, chime in, let's let's hear something. Like, I want to hear about the the making of the album. What was it like working with the producer and being compared to Lacuna Coil? How did you feel about that? Chime in with that, and anyone else chime in with, with something more interesting than that. Exceed yeah. my expectations. <laughs> That's Hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Take it away, Kevin. Yeah, you're a man of few words, but goddamn, are they strong? <laughs> <laughs> See you at Headbash. See you there. Yeah.
Fate of my 